is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks to the title sponsor of The Big Show. That's Big O. Right now, save uh, through September 6th, save up to $150 off Big O brand tires during the Big O Tires anniversary sale. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We're live here from the warehouse today, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Come do yourself a favor. Get yourself into an adjustable bed. They've got that split king deal, which is awesome. You get the bases and the mattresses for $16.99. You're not going to beat that anywhere Boom, as they say. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Of course, he's a former BYU basketball player, longtime professional basketball player. Our friend Jonathan Tavernari with us here on the big show. JT, what's going on? Hey, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Short, short notice. Means a lot to me, man. Hey, well, let this that's where we want to start today. Uh, Jonathan, of course, uh, a lot of us, uh, Gordon and I included, have been uh, glued to the news uh, with uh, the situation in Afghanistan. And I know a lot of uh, hearts are hurting. I I, um, I saw Governor Cox, what uh, what he said about refugees. And uh, um, but uh, we've been looking around or I know Austin was looking around online for some people uh, doing something or a way to help. And uh, we shouldn't be surprised that uh, you, sir. Are, are out there doing something. So help us and help our listeners get involved. What are you up to? Well, you know, as, as you know, and, and, I, and I love the fact that I'm an immigrant. You know, people here in Utah took me in. And if I am the way I am and if I've achieved everything that I've achieved is because of everything that I was able to accomplish in the state of Utah. And, you know, um, Governor Cox is a good friend of mine. Um, you know, when... When he, you know, he's our leader, he's the number one guy here. And when he steps up and says, you know, we're going to welcome, uh, we're going to welcome immigrants and refugees. And the situation there is dire. You know, I've had a chance to be in the Middle East. I've never been in Afghanistan, but I had a chance to be, um, you know, right by Iraq, Iran. Um, had a chance to be, um, you know, in, in a little bit of the nicer places over there like Dubai and um, Abu Dhabi. Um, Doha and, and and Qatar, but it, it's the situation is the same. It's something that my wife and I got to witness a lot in Italy, um, as people were kind of fleeing, you know, Nigeria, Nigeria, um, and you know the northern African countries. Um, a lot of them made their way into Italy, and so um, often we were the only ones in our cities that were members of the church. And you know, obviously setting religion aside, you know, these people were fleeing wars and civil wars and rebellions and you know, tragic death, just being on boats. And, and we just figure out a way to help. You know, a lot of times the teams that I was with, they allowed us to do, hey, you know, it's a special night. Instead of paying for your ticket, you can get in for free as long as you, you know, you bring a couple of pounds of rice or beans or clothing or hygiene kits, uh, kits and things like that, you know, toothpaste, toothbrush. And so um, I, just based on that and just seeing how sad everything is in Afghanistan, 
um, you know, decided to just reach out to a few people that, you know, thankfully I know a lot of people here in Utah and was able to put together a drive. And what's going to happen is not this upcoming Saturday, but the one after that um, on um, uh, August 28th um, from 8 a.m. to around noon, 1230. Um, we're going to have a few places across the Wasatch Front um, that are going to be receiving donations. Um, you know, those places are um, Taylor Andrews Academy of Hair in Provo, um, Taylor Andrews Academy of Hair in, um, in West Jordan, um, Log Me In, which is a company that I work for now. Um, we have a hub in Linden. Um, we're also going to be receiving donations over there. Um, where Salt Lake City, um, Judge Memorial at Salt Lake City. Um, I talked to Sanyi, who is an immigrant himself, the head coach of the basketball team there. Um, you know, he was able to talk to the administration and they opened their doors for us. So he's going to be receiving donations over there. And also up north in Ogden, right by uh, the parking lot, uh, the north parking lot area of um, um, Stewart Stadium. A really close friend of mine, good friend of mine, uh, Dustin Chapman. You guys probably know him on Twitter. It's Chappie. Um, big Ogden guy, uh, big local presence over there in the community. He's going to be helping us out. And so it's just a one day, about four or five hours, that we're going to be receiving donations. And, uh, you know, and then afterwards, my, me and, you know, the, the congregation that I go to church here, we're going to go get together and put the, put the kids together. And it's all going to a place called Serve Refugee, which is, you know, the biggest nonprofit organization here in Utah um, that, that does this type of things. And, you know, obviously you can't just say, oh, these, you know, these donations are only going to go for, um, you know, the refugees from Afghanistan. That's not how it works. And so um, these guys have a little bit of everything. They're always fully stocked. And the main thing that um, the main thing that they have is, you know, the needs for um, laundry detergent, um, you know, um, toilet paper, um, dish detergent, and then, you know, traditional hygiene kits, you know, things like toothpaste, toothbrush, um, you know, um, women's, you know, tampons and pads and things like that, um, you know, razors and, and things, you know, for, for shaving and things like that, uh, but just basic things. And so that's what we're going to be we're doing, again, Saturday the 28th. So that's not this upcoming Saturday, but the one after that um, from 8 a.m. to about 12, 1230. Um, and again, we're, you know, Taylor Andrews Academy. I want to give a big shout out for Larry for reaching out to me and say, hey, you can use our locations, whatever else you need. Feel free, um, you know, to just take care and, you know, take advantage of what we need. Um, so Taylor Andrews Academy in Provo, um, you know, Taylor uh, Andrews Academy of Hair in West Jordan. Uh, log me in um, in Linden. Judge Memorial, and then, you know, at the, the north area parking lot of Stewart Stadium up in Nogden. So that's what we got going on, guys. Awesome. So cool. So, Jonathan, obviously people can help in the ways you just described, but let me ask sort of a more comprehensive question. What motivates you to get involved this way, and how? What would you, would you give any advice to our listeners who might want to make the world a better place? I mean, what would you say? <laughs> You know, it, it, it's crazy, and I and I ask a ton of questions to my family. You know, obviously, my, I mean, my wife grew up in Georgia. I mean, doesn't get as American as the South. You guys know that. But so I ask him a lot of questions about, hey, what about this and what about that? And you know, not to get religious or anything, but 
I think that it's not our place to judge people. It's our place to help people, you know, um, because I've been given much. I feel like I need to give back. And so, you know, the opportunity that I have to um, go on the radio and, and talk to and, and be friends with you guys that, you know, thousands and thousands of people listen to, um, you know, thankfully my career at BYU allow me to, to have a presence here in Utah that people know who I am and, and they followed my career in Italy. And so I feel like, you know, I've been given a lot. And, you know, my all-time favorite guy at BYU is, is Krasimir Chosic. And something that, that, that Chosic said, he said, life becomes more about what you can do for others. And I'm not a billionaire. I can't buy my favorite sports team. I mean, the Lakers are going for a lot, so I, I wouldn't be able to afford that. But, you know, if I can help somebody that's in a dire situation, um, you know, I was an immigrant. I am an immigrant, you know, but I was helped along the way a lot. You know, it's not like I just did everything on my own. And so if I can help somebody in some way, in any small way possible, you know, in, in this organization, you know, Serve Refugee is a place that I've worked with in the past, um, have put them in touch with people that from Italy through the boat, you know, they were coming from Albania, from, you know, the islands, and they were porting in Sardinia. They were porting in, in Naples, and they were in areas that we played in. And, you know, we, we saw firsthand these people just being in a need and, you know, a lot talked to, to his family in about four months. They didn't know if he was alive. They didn't know if he was dead. And I said, hey, John, here, take my cell phone. Why don't you call home? And he started bawling and just, you know, just just because he had a chance to talk to his wife and because he had a chance to talk to, um, you know, here his little baby that he was, you know, when he left, his wife was pregnant. He had never seen his baby yet. And, you know, eventually we were able to help him get his family to Italy. And, you know, he now lives there and works there. And, 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 and so it's just things like that. It doesn't take a lot to be a good person, you know, and I don't want to get into merits of politics and, and none of that, but I feel like my job is just to help people as much as I was helped. And so um, it, it, that's why I'm doing this. You know, what I like about it, uh, Jonathan, um, is, is, is sometimes it's easy to feel isolated, right? Like, like that's happening on the other side of the planet. And, and life is pretty good for us here, right? It's easy for us to get into our bubbles and with our families and in our communities. And, and, you know, there's so much to worry about uh, locally with ourselves. And um, what I love about uh, your attitude and, and your effort, for that matter, is you can be a good international citizen. Is There is something that you can do. You can help. And maybe it is. Um, you know, just a little bit or whatever. But li- listen to those uh, those moments that you're describing right there that made huge impacts in people's lives. I, I think maybe it's important for us to realize, like, hey, we are here, we are isolated, but there is still some little minor way that we can we can help and change people's lives. Yeah, that you know, there was a year that I put in Brazil, and my wife was there with you know with our with our nine year old at that time. He was barely one. And in third world countries, you know, I did grow up in Sao Paulo, which is, you know, New York City squared. Um, I, I, there was a time that my wife and, you know, I told him, like, hey, your blonde blue eyes look like you came out of a Barbie catalog. I can't just have you driving around or taking the bus. And so we had, you know, a bulletproof car and I had all these things because, you know, I, I mean, did I exaggerate a little bit? I probably did. Right. If it was just me, I wouldn't have that. But. Again, her and my son are the most precious things I have in my life. And, 
that was a time that, you know, I'm out of town. I'm, you know, I'm with my team. We're playing some qualifying tournaments for world championships. And, um, and she's driving, and there's somebody that's about her age, about just holding another baby. And, you know, and you start talking about, well, what's the difference between that person and me, right? And so I do feel like, you know, we do have certain responsibilities, you know, and a, a situation that we have to answer a call when, when we are – when we when that's put in front of us, and when you're removed, you know perception is reality, and perception is you know here in Utah, there's a lot that we can do too for the homeless, um, for certain people struggling, and, and you know for those who are looking for a job. But like you said, it's a big world, and we got to do what we can, you know. And that's, there's a reason why you know it, it, there is sub for Santa and things like that. That you know I we try to get involved and. But this is, this is a situation that's on the forefront of everybody. Um, you know, it's something that I've gotten about six or seven people involved. A couple of guys are close to, 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 to the governor. And we're just trying to find a way that we can help. You know what I mean? And if, in Utah right now, it's such in a good situation of, you know, uh, it's the best economy in the country. We're growing. Um, you know, everything that the Ryan is doing with the Jazz and BYU and Utah. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in Utah that kind of put it on the spotlight. And why not have also on, on the forefront of, you know, helping immigrants, helping refugees. And, you know, a lot of these times, I don't know how much you guys know, but a lot of these times these guys don't stay here, right? Uh, the, the, the organizations help them. Hey, let's get you relocated. Let's get you here. Let's get you there. But, for a while they are here, we should make them feel welcome. We should make them feel like they're one of us. And, you know, again, it, 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 I, can, I can't even vote. I mean, I still have a green card. I haven't taken the, the citizenship just because I haven't been in America, you know, sequential enough to be able to, to, to earn the, the time to be able to apply for my citizenship. And so I still have a green card. I can't even vote. And so it's not like I'm doing this because I voted for Spencer Cox. I can't even vote at all. And so I'm doing this because – I feel like it's the right thing to do for me to help somebody that, you know, the scenes that we saw with the airplane and, and women and children and things of that nature. My wife, my wife speaks fluent Arabic. She, she, you know, she, she did a, a Arabic and Middle Eastern studies major at BYU. By the time we married, you know, she was involved in a, in a study abroad in Jordan. And so that's also a place that's dear to her heart. And so um, if it is something that we can do to help others, we absolutely will. And, and that's what we're doing. Two words come to my mind as you're talking there, Jonathan. One is awareness, because that's something that sometimes we get lost in our own little world. And when uh, if things are going for people individually, going well, then they forget about what else is going on. But the other word is willingness. And so yeah, this is this is really good stuff. And we appreciate the fact that you're doing it. No, I appreciate you guys having me. You know, like I said, it's. You know, I, I always always listen to you guys. You know, you guys, you guys, and, and Scotty and Hans and uh, you know DJ and, and PK. I mean, it, it, you guys have always been the number one station. I always heard, you know, always listened to um, when I was overseas. I don't get to drive much anymore because I work from home, and so. Um, but I I appreciate our friendship, guys. You guys letting me come in the air, and again, um, Saturday, January uh, August twenty eighth, from eight a.m. 12:30 p.m. I'm going to tweet it out, you know, location and addresses and things that are needed. I'll tag you guys and I know you guys are going to retweet and things like that, but for the listeners out there, you know, if you're going to the grocery store or, you know, if wherever you are, if you can get an extra couple of toothpaste, if you get can get an extra, 
laundry detergent or anything like that, you know, I try to organize it in a way that we have enough hubs that it's not too far of a drive for anybody, you know. Um, again, Provo, Linden, West Jordan, Salt Lake City, and Ogden. So that way we're covered. And, you know, I, I, I again, I appreciate that. And, you know, we, we are in a really good situation here in Utah that, you know, if we're going to, if we have a chance, we need to help others who are a little bit less fortunate than we are. Last thing from me, Jonathan, and, and we'll definitely pump the locations and the time and all that again before we let you go. But I do want to ask you a basketball question, and uh, you mentioned your interest in the Lakers. So two-part question, what was the most overrated big move of the offseason, and why was it Russell Westbrook? <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's interesting that you said that. I, You know, it, you can't really know what to expect, right? I mean, it's to me, it, it it was such a, it, it, you know, first you got Russ and then you got Carmelo and it's all just craziness and then you got Dwight. And so um, I think it would be interesting. I mean, you know, the NBA, as you guys know, it's, it, there's, it's always about a business and drama. Nobody does the offseason like the NBA. Uh, there's nothing like it. Thankfully, training camp, things get rolling over here in about two months and so. Um, you know, but in regards to local news, I mean, I'm really good friends with Chris Brickley, as you guys know, big NBA trainer in, in New York. And my gosh, how good is Donovan looking? You know, and so it's um, happy for Rudy for getting a medal and for playing the way that he did. I think he's already a Hall of Famer. You know, people don't think he is, but, you know, those are the people that don't understand basketball. So you kind of got to let them go. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be another exciting year. And, you know, it's. But yeah, I uh, my 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 team growing up was the Lakers. I don't think I have about four or five billion dollars. Just, but maybe if I take Ryan to, to to the win and say, "Hey Ryan, put it all in black," and maybe we hit black and we double our money, we can buy the Lakers. But yeah, I, I appreciate you guys having me. Guys, it mean the world to me. All right, so the donations are being uh, accepted a week from Saturday. That's the 28th, 8 a.m. to around noon or 1230. Here are your locations. Uh, Taylor Andrews uh, Hair Care in Provo. Uh, That's Taylor Andrews Academy, I should say, in Provo and West Jordan. Log me in in Linden. Judge Memorial in Salt Lake City. And our guy, uh, Chappie, heading things up. Stewart Stadium North Parking Lot up there in Ogden. Again, a week from Saturday, the 28th from 8 to noon or around 1230 uh, out there doing some good. And uh, like you said, Jonathan, we'll make sure and help keep the uh, get the word out with you. And we're, uh, hey, proud of you. And this is this is really great. Thank you for coming on with us, sharing, uh, sharing it with our listeners. And uh, let's let's help some folks out. I appreciate it. Hey, Gordon, you can add now a human to your resume, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> OK, thanks, Jonathan. There you go. That's our friend uh, Jonathan Tavernari, former BYU basketball player. And uh, we, we slipped in a little basketball there, kind of a little Laker talk. But we wanted to bring uh, bring him on to get the word out because I just think it's cool. It's it's a really organic effort. Again, uh, he's teaming up with Serve Refugee location here. And uh, I meant that when I said it, Gordon. Sometimes it's easy to feel isolated and say, oh, that's happening on the other side of the yeah. world. What am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Well, here's something really simple that can make an impact. And I, I think it's awesome that uh, JT's doing it. Yeah, good idea having him on. And a lot of people want say they want to make a difference in the world, but they don't know how. Yeah. And maybe this is an opportunity to do something good. Easy. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think anyone 
could watch some of the footage coming out of Afghanistan oh, over the past yeah. several days and not just have your heart ache mm. for what some folks are, are going through on this planet. And uh, I'm, you know, I know Austin was looking around on Twitter for, for some ways to help. You know, obviously we came across what, uh, what Jonathan is doing, but I think most anybody uh, watched some of that stuff and thought, God, man loved I, I just want to help you know because it's just so sad and hard to watch i mean those those plane videos where they're grabbing on yeah. the plane i mean mm-hmm. oh my gosh i just don't understand there's some things i don't understand about this world and one of them is the way some people treat other people <laughs> i know i know heavy stuff but and no one can fully understand it i don't think but it is like you used a good word heartbreaking well, yeah, innocent people get caught up in it. Yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> it's, it's it's folks that didn't do nothing to no one. And don't who, deserve and, to be treated right. poorly. And mm-hmm. who end up suffering. And, and, man, the refugee crisis across the globe is just horrible. So yep. um, really cool what Jonathan's doing. And, again, it's, uh, it's a week from Saturday. Uh, donations, uh, Taylor Andrews Academy. Uh, that's in Provo and West Jordan. Log me in in Linden. Judge Memorial in Salt Lake. And Stewart Stadium, the North parking lot up in Ogden. So help if you can a week from Saturday. Get your donations ready. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. We are live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low. It blow your mind. Save some money. Get yourself into an adjustable bed. They've got bases and mattresses all for the same price. For example, the Split King adjustable base with mattress, just $16.99. You are not going to find a price anywhere close to that anywhere else. But right here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints and Locked On NFL podcast, joining us. Do I think that Taysom Hill is somebody that can lead the New Orleans Saints to the playoffs? I do. I believe that Jameis Winston can as well. And it might not happen the first year. I don't think that it would happen the first year. But I do think that with Sean Payton, with this offense, with the coaching staff, with the weapons they have, all of the pieces are there so that the Saints can do what they did with Drew Brees. Build essentially a car around a quarterback to drive that quarterback to wins and then also be driven by the quarterback to wins. And that that's going to be an important piece for how they continue to build out the rest of the roster around whichever quarterback they choose to move ahead with. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's your Cougar at 30 update here on The Zone Sports Network. BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick says he's always looking for more from the players. I'm never satisfied, so I, I, I don't. I can't really say what I'm satisfied with. I just. I think we're on track to being to being good. Okay, we're. I don't think we're way ahead of where we where we were a year ago. I don't think we're way behind. I think we're right on track. Our most of our install is in. Ninety five percent of our offense is in, and now we've sort of identified who our best players are. You know, the next week or so, we'll be fine tuning things where we're thinking more more about getting the ball to the right people in the right places. You know, up to this point, we've installed. The the offense we've just been running plays learning the concepts learning their assignments everybody learning what we do and now as we get deeper into camp we'll start featuring our best players doing the things that they do best this update brought to you by ochre mountain pharmacy join hanson scotty coming up tomorrow 
from 10 to 2 at Ochre Mountain Pharmacy, uh, 3665 South, 8400 West in Magna. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Come on by and see us. We still have some jazz gear for you, too, if you want to pick up some of that. We do. Come on by. Good or- stuff over there. Jake, did you see the, what uh, Zach Wilson was had an opportunity to visit with Aaron Rodgers today? The, the Jets and the Packers are having sort of uh, joint practices for a couple of days. And it was interesting to see the video of Zach standing there talking to Aaron Rodgers, who is one of his football idols. And uh, when you think about all the mileage on Aaron Rodgers and you look at Zach Wilson, just a little pup, you know, a little kid, the two of them out there, you wonder what they were talking about. Afterwards, I think uh, Zach said they were discussing uh, things like two-minute two drills and footwork and things like that. I, I, I like that stuff. And Aaron Rodgers apparently wasn't all that helpful with the guy on his own team. Do we know that? I th- I thought I read that somewhere. I have no idea whether it's true. Really? Because everything I've read is that Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love have a really good relationship. In fact, Aaron Rodgers went out of his way during this whole mess in the offseason to say it wasn't about Jordan Love. And, in fact, he had contacted Jordan Love to, oh, good. Okay. to make well, sure that he knew well, that it wasn't personal oh, wait. or whatever. I read it on the Internet. Are you saying that that? Doesn't make no. Well, I was asking where you were getting that because actually I've I've been trying to pay attention to that because it seems like Rogers, although behaving kind of like Brett Favre did back in the day, seems to be going out of his way to make sure Jordan Love doesn't feel like Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah, back in the day. So I was curious. I was curious where. I think Where you were saying yeah, that I think from. Aaron Rodgers is, uh, has so much knowledge, and uh, I've read some of the things he's done uh, as far as what he's written about or said about quarterback play, and there's a whole lot to learn from that guy. And so when Zach Wilson was standing next to him, you could just see him sponging everything up, and why wouldn't you? One of the all-time greats. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think that kind of exchange of information in a very competitive league is is a cool thing. It was almost like watching uh, Yoda talk to uh, you know young Skywalker. Yeah. Not Han Solo. What about Chewie? No, they they weren't they weren't taught by Yoda. What about uh, Lando? <laughs> Calrissian, I like it. No. <laughs> No, because Luke Skywalker was the uh, the young, the young uh, whatever you call. What about the little Jawa, Jawas on Hoth? No, no. Indoor? They, they weren't. Wicked? They, they weren't. Is Indoor the place where all those fuzzy little things were hanging out? The Ewoks. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Do or do not. 
There is no time. Here is the path to the dark side. I thought it was Mr. Sulu who learned it from uh, Yoda. Who? Mr. Sulu. The guy on Star Trek? Huh? Sulu? No, that's Dumbledore. I don't know who you're talking about. Anyway. Yeah. So, Aaron Rodgers. Legolas? Passing along information to young Zach Wilson. Gimli? Train yourself. (laughs) We're going to hear from Morgan Scally, the uh, Utah defensive coordinator here in this segment, and his availability. Give us a little update from camp on the Utah defense. Can I not have a mature discussion with you about anything? You looked at a picture of Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I watched a a video of it. I bet they were. I bet they were talking about whether they they like tuna salad or something. I don't. (laughs) Oh, who likes tuna salad? I do. I do too. What? You don't like tuna salads? Nasty. I like tuna. You like egg salad sandwiches? Not really. I like egg salad and I like chicken salad. I made myself another good sandwich. I doubt it. I did. It was good. I don't want to, you know. But I made a sandwich that'll blow your arm off. Should we hear from Morgan Scally? Please. All right. Here's the Utah defensive coordinator. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on passing of John Pease. I know he was a mentor and a friend to you. Just, you know, reaction when you did that news. Man, that was tough. Um, amazing man. He's the Utah man. That's the guy right there. Uh, amazing mentor to me. I take a lot of my coaching style from John. He's a very, uh, when you talk about a player-oriented coach, it was all about the player. Very humble. Never took credit for anything. Um, I love him. I love Chris, his wife, uh, and his family. And uh, just can't say enough good things about him. I love that. love that dude. Anything specific that stands out to you when you were a young assistant coming up trying to learn from him who obviously had a lot of experience? Just his his demeanor and his calm on game day. You know, he, he was a master at just ignoring the big play against you, right? And just the, the next play mentality. Um, he was just nails up there in the booth. You know, nothing phased him. And uh, I love that about him. Um, his calm with the players during on game day, right? And so, again, just so much. I, I spend hours sitting here talking about him. But um, love that family and my best to Chris and, and his entire family. What was your reaction when you heard the news? Uh, it was a tough one. I heard it right before practice. And... Uh, you know, took some time. Obviously, you know, you have to focus on the players uh, at that point. But afterwards, you know, we spent a lot of time in the defensive staff room just talking about memories. Memories about John Pease for, you know, the funny stuff. The He, he was always a guy that provided the laugh. Uh, I can remember... You know, being on a coach's retreat, Snowbird, early in the morning, 6 a.m., and we're going over. He's on the board writing stuff down, and all of a sudden you hear this this loud squealing from outside. And he stops mid-sentence and turns and says, well, it's either really, really good or really, really bad. He just, he provided the laugh. You know, he was, um, again, uh, a guy that taught me so much about preparation, about how to handle, you know, game day issues, and, and he was just the best. 
obviously with this, this defense, they, they were a little inexperienced last year. They didn't have a lot of preparation for them. They still managed to do well. Love the, the Pac-12. What, what are you seeing this year that's maybe different now that they've had that preparation and that opportunity this spring? Well, what you're doing is you're you're not relying so much upon. Um, first day install, right? This is stuff that they know now, and now it's about disguising. It's about taking advantage of what you know about an offensive tendencies. When, when, when you're young, it's all about getting lined up correctly. It's alignment assignment football, and now with, with the vets that we have, now we're still young. We're still young in the secondary, at least. Um, and young in a lot of different ways. We're young in the sense that we we haven't even played in front of a crowd, you know, with some of these guys. So they're not used to the ebb and flow of the of the the good things that happen in a game and drawing off of a crowd and or you know get, getting booed by the opponent opposing crowd or the opposing crowd going nuts if you give up a play. So there's a lot that they have yet to experience, and uh, you know that's something that you can't really duplicate or replicate for them, prepare them for until they they experience it first. Time. You mentioned that young secondary. You lose uh, Nate Ritchie. You lose Lose RJ Huber to an injury, got that other safety spot open. How's that that battle coming along? It's great. You know, the addition of uh, McKinney, uh, Brandon's done a great job. He was coached up well at the University of Washington. Uh, you, you look at the strides that both Cole Bishop and Kamoe Latu have made. Vontae Davis is a seasoned vet back there. Uh, you know, Darian Stewart at the free safety spot is, is making some good strides. So we feel like we've got the depth of that position. And then at the, at the corner spot, those guys have all come back. You know, Elisha Lloyd really is the only brand new addition that you have to the secondary there so Travis Broughton um, you know and again with Clark and with Kane and some of these guys that just haven't experienced that game day reaction to the crowd that they're the ones that are going to have to get that experience Brandon brought to the room and his leadership he, he, he's obviously played in a bunch of games played in a role what has he brought to the room? Well, like I said, he was coached well. He was coached well at the University of Washington. He knows how to prepare, uh, very mature about, you know, studying film and mature also about coming in and kind of, you know, letting the guys get a, a feel for him before, you know, trying to assert himself. He is a leader, but he's also had to, you know, take some time to gain the trust of the guys in the room. He's done that very smart, heady football player that can play both the free and the strong. That helps sometimes, um, you know, with, with newcomers. It's either, okay, we got to lock him in at the free spot or the strong safety spot. He's a guy that athletically and mentally can handle both. So that's huge for us. How's that spot coming along in the opposite of me? Uh, really good. You know, again, uh, Van Fillinger and Xavier Carlton. You've got uh, Jonah Ellis, who's in there as well, that, you know, we're kind of tinkering with at the stud spot, at the end spot. Um, so we've definitely got guys that are no longer first-year guys that we're dealing with. Um, and they've got different skill sets. Mika's a little bit more explosive off the edge, but, you know, both Van and X use their length to their advantage. Uh, long lever guys that, that do a great job with technique. So uh, we're excited for that group, and I know I haven't listed everybody, but we feel we feel pretty good about that position. What does the uh, Calver brothers bring to you, uh, bring to you, Ethan and Josh? Well, two different, two different. You know, one's a transfer from Washington, who again a lot, a lot like Brandon, very good coaching. You know, you can tell early on he he understood concepts. Uh, Ethan is a heck of an athlete, freshman. Uh, he is a quick learner. He, he was coached well in high school. Both of them tough as nails, and uh, very 
very humble, quiet. You know, that's something that we got to get out of them. You know, you can be quiet, in, you know, in the locker room and in the in the film room, but dang it, you better speak up out here. Got to be able to communicate. So both of them have a, a great skill set, and uh, we're we're happy to have them a part of the program. Kyle said the offense won on Saturday. What, what do you feel? Like, I mean, obviously had some ones held out, but what do you feel like your your defense needs to do to can maybe step up their game, or was that honestly just the offense just having a great day? Oh, okay. You're talking about the scrimmage? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, well, you know, uh, situational work, right? And so um, red zone was not, in my opinion, a positive for us. You know, the red zone work, two-minute work, uh, understanding, you know, depth changes, right? Every game is, is made up of different situations and understanding how an offense may change depending on that situation. Uh, too many... You know, uh, unforced errors, giving them first downs off, jumping off sides, um, you know, just not understanding the situation. So really it's the situational work, you know, that that we really got to be able to tie things down and, and, and understand in each of these situations, what are we thinking about? Paul says he's seen some aspects of the 2019 team in this team. From a defensive perspective, do you see that? Uh, I definitely see it in the leadership. I definitely see it in the front seven. The secondary is still untested. And so that's kind of the question mark right there. I mean, you're talking about a pretty darn good secondary with, with Blackman and Burgess and Jalen Johnson. So these guys haven't really proven uh, anything yet other than they're, they're, they're willing and they're athletic enough. We're, we're excited about them. But again, you know, they're still untested. Morgan, is RJ out for the season or is there some chance that he – could be able to play later. I never say never, you know, just because you know the situation we're, we're in with uh, the red shirt changing and you have four games and this and that, you just never know. And how guys progress with their injuries, they give you a, a diagnosis, but some sometimes kids' bodies start feeling better. And anyway, he's doing the best he can in terms of getting getting back to it. Coaches really love their phrases a lot of times, right? Are there any from John Cruz that you remember that you still kind of hold on to, still kind of uh, give to players? My embarrassment. My embarrassment. You know, if, if he if he did something, called something that we didn't have in a package or he screwed the deal up, he, my embarrassment. That's my embarrassment instead of my bad. He hated my bad, but my embarrassment was okay for him. <laughs> Is that one that you use now? I say that all the time. You bet. What about the uh, four and a score? Four and a score, we still use it. Yeah. Four and a score, we still use it. And, you know, huge credit to John for what we've done in the past. I think it's the past six years. We're number one in the country in takeaways per game. Uh, and, and that, you know, started really you – know, it was always a focus under Kyle, but to, to term it and to, and to really focus on it and work after it, I, you know, a lot of credit goes to John. For those that might not know what it means, what is four and a score? Four and a score. Four takeaways and a score. And you'll win 99% of the time. There you go. That's Morgan Scally talking a lot about uh, John Peace, um, Gordon, who passed. And we've talked uh, quite a bit about it on on this show and that four and a score. My embarrassment. That's kind of funny uh, that that was okay, But my bad was not. But but I believe Morgan, I I I think he benefited a tremendous amount from learning from peace. Yeah. uh, In that year that he was able to uh, continue to be the safeties coach while Peace was the defensive coordinator. Well, first of all, you heard uh, Morgan go into real detail about uh, his players there. I thought that was interesting. But the John Peace part of it, it I mean, he, he talked about the way John handled himself on the field at practice. And I remember having a conversation with John Peace, asking him about the demeanor of coaches. 
And he said, I see too many coaches. And we're talking about a veteran who coached at every level, including the NFL. And he said, I see too many coaches who scream at their players. He said, that uh, a player can't absorb what you're saying when you're screaming at him. Teach him. Don't scream at him. And that really, I remember that to this day. Uh, that stood out to me. And I like that. I like educating people, not screaming. I know you're more of a screamer, but. I I prefer John's way. Maybe if you were screamed at more, more of the, the points would have sunk in. You ever think about that? Well, can't you communicate that without screaming? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe it's better communicated screaming. Well, not according to John, so I'll go with him. Well, I just never know. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Why would you want to skin a cat? I don't know, but there's more than one way to do it. I suppose. But I'm just not I'm not into the yelling. Maybe you'd be uh, the best columnist in the world if people would have screamed at you more. Uh, I like it just the way I am, thank you. <laughs> but what if? You never know. I don't think that would have helped, no. Like, uh, and I don't think it helps football players either. I know every once in a while a coach gets angry and has to has to get a point across. But some guys take that tag too often. And I, I, I've seen players who sit there and take this, this verbal beating. And uh, I, I just think you can teach without doing that. This is my opinion. That's all. Teach his own. Old man you, Williams seemed to be a bit of a screamer, I bet. And Serena and Venus are pretty good. At what cost? Well, I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I don't know how they work their business. But More from the warehouse coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sure, Utah 50 update here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. A lot of folks expect Utah's offensive line to be pretty good this year. Jim Harding, the offensive line coach, said he's proud of his guys' work ethic. Well, you know, the, the nice thing is we have a, a bunch of kids that have done a lot of things on their own away from coaches in the summer. And so, you know, there is a, a certain level of uh, comfort between the two position groups, and I think that's only going to help us. But we certainly have a long way to go after today. This Utah 50 update uh, brought to you by our friends here at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. It's the Warehouse. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Time for 20 seconds baseball, courtesy of our friend Austin Horton, the birthday boy himself. It's brought to you by Peach Window and Door. For more than 25 years, Peach Window and Door has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Find them today. Uh, give them a call, 801-566-1255 uh, for all of your window and door needs. Austin, 20 seconds of baseball. Mm-hmm. 
And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the big show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. Tigers broadcaster and Hall of Famer Jack Morris has been suspended for using a faux Japanese accent to describe how he would pitch to Angel star Shohei Otani. Morris says he wasn't trying to be offensive. Oakland pitcher Chris Bassett suffered a cheek fracture that will require surgery, but he's out of the hospital in Chicago last night. And caller 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE is a four-pack to tomorrow night's Bees vs. Reno Aces game at Smith's Ballpark. How about that? 20 seconds of baseball and a giveaway at that. Uh, did you hear Jack Morris's comments that he's been suspended for? I did Shohei not. Otani? No, no. Were they totally out of line? So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, they they were. And they were very cringeworthy. And I'm, if you heard them live, I'm sure you're like, oh, man, you can't do that. But I do believe him. I don't believe everybody when they say they didn't mean any sort of uh, ill intent or offense or anything like that. It was just a, a really out-of-date joke. I don't know if you heard it. But I'm not, ex- not, I'm no. not excusing anything. But Austin mentioned his, his reaction. And he actually apologized minutes later, I'm sure, because some producer was like, hey, Jack, you can't say that. And I don't know. I... I probably shouldn't, but part of me did feel bad for the guy. There, like, wasn't any malice to it. He's just out of touch. Do you think, like, he was just, it was a good learning experience for him? Uh, I mean, it's probably something he shouldn't have had to learn in today's day and age. Like, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have been suspended, because, I mean, it was. It was like, oh, God, I can't do that, you know? Uh-huh. But I do kind of feel bad, because I don't believe he was trying to make fun of a culture or... No, he's just got culture. his head up his backside, you know, okay. like one of those things. I don't know, Austin, what do you think? You you might be a little more harsh on this than me. Uh, you know, I think I am. I think that even if you don't know it's wrong, it's on you for not knowing it's wrong. It is wrong. It should never be okay. And I don't think he should be suspended. I think he ought to be axed and never allowed back on air again. And I think that should be the case for everybody everywhere. Are you Are you serious? Dead serious. If you don't know by now... What you're doing is wrong. Then you should not be on television, on t- on radio, anywhere that the the public can hear you. Man, I, th- I think that's a little harsh. I, I don't know. I didn't hear it, so I can't really speak to it. I'm glad it's not my position to to uh, dole out said judgments or whatever. I'm just saying that I don't think the guy was. I don't think the guy was out to make waves or anything. I think he made a joke that he heard on a Bugs Bunny cartoon <laughs> oh, in 1950, geez. whatever, and yeah. and didn't put the pieces together i don't know maybe it's wrong of me to have that opinion i just kind of fell for the guy in a a little bit okay well i can't speak to it but but to austin's point you should have known i mean anybody listening probably cringed i certainly cringed Mm -hmm. you know yeah certainly thought yeah you can't you can't do that but i mean did apologize right after i don't know it seemed more sincere i guess than than other people that have been in that similar position okay well I hope uh, all of society is learning as as it goes forward. Hopefully, that's the way it is. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Check out that Split King adjustable bed, base and mattress, sixteen ninety nine. Gordon, incredible, incredible deal. Uh, and you get the mattress. Not you know, you get that the base for that at the other guys. You get yeah. the whole total package here at the warehouse. Take advantage of it if you're in the market for new furniture, especially the adjustable beds, mattresses, couches. We're sitting on a beautiful sectional. They will take great care of you. Eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. It is the big show. More next, ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. We've got everything going on. 
Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the crew here at the warehouse for being such gracious, gracious hosts as always. 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. If you're in the market for uh, new furniture, especially an adjustable bed, mattress, do yourself a favor. Come down here to the warehouse. Indeed. Uh, Gordon, uh, you enjoy your night. You got you got a little family thing going tonight. I do. This is uh, this is cool. You got the the crew all together, and you you and I were chatting about it off the air. You said it doesn't happen all that much, so oh, that's cool. Yeah. It happens every once in a while, but not as often as as uh, you might like. But yeah, gonna your siblings, your sister is in town. My mom turns ninety five this week, and so yeah, I have uh, I have a sister who lives out of this area and she's in town so we will get together and uh and enjoy what kind of when you and your siblings all get together what, what kind of vibe is it is it is it like raucous is it uh i mean do you tell stories do you crack jokes do you play pranks what what kind of vibe, like inner family dynamic no no pranks some stories will be told and memories rehashed um in fact i was supposed to bring uh, a Lisa and I uh, supposed to bring a dessert that reminded me of my childhood growing up. So Jake and I whipped up you. All right, so Lisa whipped up uh, a banana pudding that my dad used to make back in the oh, day. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so we'll if take. you guys are are swapping stories, how many times are your stories met with Gordon? That didn't happen. It's more like me saying that didn't happen. You know. How many times does your sister bring up that you hit her in the head with a croquet ball? Uh, we don't talk much about that. What no. about uh, your mother uh, uh, asking for, for you for asking her for forgiveness for shooting her with a cannon? Oh well, <laughs> that was just a bad idea. Does that come up or? No, not much. Mm, too yeah. bad. Well, either way, it's more like. Love you, Mom. Not, uh, hey, Mom, remember when I made that really bad mistake when I knocked on the door and you answered it? Kaboom. No, that wasn't. That's attempted murder, I believe. No, there was no. It was A cannon? There was no cannonball inside it. It just made a very loud noise. And my mom's got a great sense of humor, but she did not think that was funny. Hmm. Uh, I think it's cool you're all getting together. So you enjoy it. Seriously. Thank I think, you. I think that's awesome. I appreciate that. And I hope you, when you go home, you could teach a lesson to your uh, four-year-old daughter that she needs to get a job and needs to start saving money now. Or else you're going to make all the decisions for her in her life, including where she has to go to school. Yeah, correct. <laughs> you are, You are something else. Hey, she sweeps up after herself. She clears her plate. <laughs> I think you, you're in for quite an experience coming up, Jay. Yeah, we'll it, see. It isn't going to turn out the way you think. She's in for a work experience. <laughs> of course. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.